Hello, everybody. <laughs> What's up? What's Welcome up? back to the Math and Physics Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And for the first time ever, we are doing a live podcast. I think this is really exciting. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do more of these. But as you know, of quarantine situation and online schooling, we're not in the same city. So yeah. it's going to be a little hard, but... Hopefully, more we can do with this, the better. Yeah, so if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or anything that doesn't have video, mm-hmm. uh, make sure to check out the YouTube video because we're going to be posting the recording of us talking live in person on YouTube. So, yeah, very exciting. That's so, going to be pretty cool. Yeah, oh. so I'm visiting Toronto right now. We might, I think we're going to record at least one more mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. It's coming up. Just stay tuned. Very, very stay excited tuned. for that. Okay. So um, I have to say something about the episode that dropped today, though. I think we both do. Um, there was an episode dropped today, the Black Pen, Red Pen episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We were, and th- this was like the big one that we were talking about, the big interviewee. Uh, this was uh, Steve Chow, part of the huge YouTube channel, Black Pen, Red Pen. And it was, I think that interview was awesome. Yeah. I think that interview was awesome. That interview was awesome. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check it definitely, out. Definitely, definitely check it out. Our biggest interview to date yep so yep awesome. that's true and also one more thing i wanted to say is that the we're gonna post an unedited version of the podcast on youtube so the live version we're not gonna edit anything out you know usually i edit out like coughs or like <laughs> anything yeah. that like if, if i like mispronounce a word and then like correct myself i'll take out the first part so it just sounds like normal but yeah so the unedited version is going to be on youtube if you're watching right now and then just like the regular podcast is going to be posted on spotify and everywhere else that's awesome so yes getting into today's topic we're gonna today's topic today's topic is interesting actually yeah we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about numbers all types of numbers so we're gonna go through you know the simplest ones up to you know the most recent i'm not gonna spoil it you guys probably already know (laughs) i think you were gonna say the word but you can't say the word because it's associated with what it's called (laughs) and i know what you're talking about uh Yeah. yeah so We'll just start with yeah. Uh, let's just start with, with the most uh, basic, the most basic ones. And we we talked about this also on alien math. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of described what these numbers were and why they're kind of so elementary. And it's kind of like it, it, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Why they're mm-hmm. why they're sort of pretty important. Why they're <laughs> and then they're, they're pretty essential in the universe, right? And all these different types of numbers, and it's very obvious. So yeah. So the first kind of numbers are the natural numbers. The okay? most so, basic. So these are just positive integers. When you're counting, you know, one, two, mm-hmm. three. Things you can see. Things you can see. All the way up to infinity, right? It, it doesn't end. But it's just the, the whole numbers. And funny thing about the whole numbers is that zero, right? Zero mm-hmm. wasn't actually a number up until a certain point yeah which you so interesting on. fact so natural numbers i believe um were like i think the first type of numbers to be invented it makes sense if it was in about 300 bc now zero was invented around like 4 a.d which is like 300 years later mm-hmm. right so basically the origination of natural numbers for the first 300 years was just you know, the numbers, the things that we can see. We can see one chair, we can see one laptop, or probably not laptops in 300 BC, but, <laughs> you know, we can see one, two, three of certain things. We can't see negative five of anything or zero right. of anything, right. right? But turns out zero is pretty yeah. important. Pretty very important. <laughs> and so when you talk about the natural numbers, 
sometimes people will refer to just one and up and sometimes you'll talk about zero included in that set mm-hmm. and so i think by convention today we when when you say you know the natural numbers that implies that zero is a part of it yeah yeah i i, I think we just regard zero and as if, a part if, of if it. you if you want to talk about zero not included you would write like m plus yeah n plus right n plus. so that just mm-hmm. means the the natural numbers that are positive, positive which just excludes zero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is usually what we're talking about, but like because of how useful zero is, we just include it in the natural numbers because I mean it, it's very useful number, very useful number. <laughs> yeah. So even though it's actually quite useless, actually we can have a whole podcast not, on zero. No, though. I think not. we can have a whole podcast on zero. Why? Why, why do you say? It's okay, useless? so like I mean, in essence, what zero does is it takes anything and it. Makes okay, it zero. Oh well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it takes anything, and it well, it makes it zero. So it doesn't. You know, I don't really see how it's very useful, but it's it's still a very useful number to have. It's very useful in a lot of cases where decimals, and you know, point zero 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 five but stuff like that. What about this? Yeah, you say zero zero is not important. What yeah, about when you're taking it. limits as oh. x goes to zero? That's important. That is very that is important. Pretty important. If you think about it, graphs were probably not even conceived of without an x equals zero. So, right. like, there was no starting point because no. there was no zero no, at that point. Because because graphs were uh, invented by uh, what's his name, like Cartier, I think something like. It's no in idea. like a Cartesian. Oh, graph, Cartesian graph. Right. Oh, true. When was that Cause, invented? Because Cartesian is it's named after the guy who who invented it, so, and that was in like. That was pretty recent. Like, well, the Cartesian plane was invented in the 17th century. There you so go. So that is pretty recent. So, this is so uh, like back when yeah. back when they were using natural numbers as there, like no, obviously no graphs. Yeah, they weren't like, they yeah. weren't talking about not graphs. even close, no, nowhere near. Um, <laughs> so yeah, a natural <laughs> extension to mm. the natural numbers, yeah. which this comes you know later on in the history of mathematics, and that's where we talk about integers, the set of integers, and that's denoted by a z like a, a Z with two bars mm-hmm. in it. Um, so the only difference is that we're considering negative numbers now. Yeah. Which, of course, every time we talk about a more complex uh, set of numbers, it comes with uh, its its benefits, mm-hmm. of course. And, and its cons. And it's, and it's, I, I don't know about cons. N- not cons, <laughs> sorry. Confuse, uh, like, uh, okay. Like when you invent a new number system, yeah. there are a lot of there's a lot of confusion, not cons. Yeah, in the like, beginning, I, I I meant to say like confusion around the whole system, right. and because the idea of like negative numbers when things weren't even thought of as negative. Right. Like how do you, the reason, yeah, you know? the reason why this was so controversial was because let's say a mathematician would say, okay, negative two, somebody, let's say a farmer would be like, hey, negative two doesn't mean anything right i can't mm-hmm. sell you negative two corns that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and so people wouldn't really understand the concept of something being not mm-hmm. there but interestingly the first ever or at least thought of recorded no well not really recorded but again what we can date back to use of integers mm-hmm. where negative numbers were used actually could make sense to the common person where um, well, this was in this was this was used in uh, about 600 AD by an Indian mathematician 
where he represented positive numbers to mean assets that he owned and negative numbers to mean debt. Yeah. So I guess it it would make sense if you put it that way. Yeah. But if you're like selling negative two corn, yeah, no. that just makes no, no sense. No, it, it, it only yeah. makes sense in like kind of like a theoretical. Yeah, in a like, theoretical cause, cause idea. Because debt isn't Because debt isn't real, a, a real thing. Like yeah. you haven't, yeah. It's not true. a physical thing. You, 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 It's like, it's not tangible. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, that's just an example of where you would use negative mm-hmm. numbers. And also, mm-hmm. you know, when you're subtracting things, that's kind of like a real process, right? Mm-hmm. If you have, if you have a set of 10 objects and I give you two, technically, yes, it, I'm doing, I'm doing 10 plus negative two. So technically, technically when I'm giving you two, you're not really, yeah, you're I'm, adding the negative. That's kind of like the physical representation of a negative number. I think that's which, why adding and subtracting is also, I think we can also talk a little bit of, because we're talking about numbers, we can also talk about, um, what, what's the thing that bind them? Oh, like positive, negative, multiply. What are they called? Oh, operations. Uh, operator, uh, operators. Yeah. So like, I, th- I think those are also kind of cool, especially the plus and minus operator. In the we fact talked that you about can, that. In oh, alien I think we math. did. We did yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Where like you can always add a negative, subtract a pot. Like it always works out with the add and negative. And even with multiplication and division, yeah. you know, there it's just so seamless. You can yeah. you always multiply something divide by one or you can just multiply or just divide it by one div- uh, divided by that number so it's just i i don't know i think the operators make a lot of sense and it's very satisfying to see yeah. them work at and times ta- talking about operators think about this mm-hmm. as soon as you invent division what else do you invent rational numbers oh rational that's numbers right, are we right. starting it okay one one thing i have to say about integers though okay so integers as i said was thought of to be invented pretty long time ago 640 ad but then in europe it was starting to be used more in 1563 when um uh basically this guy was doing an experiment with elephants and and bunnies and after a few weeks he saw that the bunnies had breeded so he was trying to make up a formula to try so he made up addition subtraction multiplication and division through that experiment obviously this was just invented in europe for him mm. it probably was used in various other places yeah. when he didn't know it but um yeah so he took 15 years to make up oh, a wow. multiplication division system oh, wow. i don't actually know if he was successful um i think he probably, probably. was after 15 years i mean the fact that you know like, this yeah. experiment today it probably yeah means i mean it's, 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 it, it, it probably is it was was successful so yeah Going into rational yeah, numbers rational now, numbers. denoted by the R, right? No, 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 that's, that's not true. That's true. That's Q. It's a Q. Yeah, we're true. That's, that's <laughs> so, a Q. So the Q is a rational number. A rational number can be described by, right, if you have an integer A and an integer B, the rational number is just going to be A divided by B. And so this encompasses all of the numbers that we've previously talked about because if you take b to be one then you just have all of the integers right because mm-hmm. a can range from negative infinity to positive infinity so it encompasses all of the integers but now you can go in between integers because mm-hmm. if we take you know one half now you're falling in between two numbers that previously you could only be on the the whole numbers themselves but there are certain numbers in the rational numbers that don't work and we're not we there get, yet oh we're, we're not, not there, there yet. yet we're not there yet. We're not okay there yet. okay okay i so, thought that was a transition but so no. let's talk about what's the advantage of having rational numbers okay right so 
now now we can do right halves quarters mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. we can we can 5.8 exactly we have decimals now we have infinitely more numbers right decimals decimals so before we had uh two types of infinity right we had positive infinity and negative infinity mm-hmm. and what was infinity was was the concept of infinity invented at that time i'm not when, sure to be honest i don't know actually i mean i, I don't think was infinity pr- was invented when they thought of natural like i don't think people actually thought how high can you go with numbers i think no i think conceptually I infinity was an idea no conceptually because- it's always like yeah how big like i have one chair how many chairs can i get like conceptually it's an idea you know kind it's, of thing it's funny how we always take like <laughs> objects from it's right here i'm like, sorry there, there there's a chair right here one, you guys one, can see it two pieces make of more paper sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i was gonna say right right talking mm-hmm. about infinities mm-hmm. uh you got positive infinity with um in, in the integers you can go one way you can go the other way but now you don't have to look very far to find infinity when you're dealing with rational numbers if you just look at between zero and one you can you can find an infinite amount of decimals decimal numbers between in between uh those two those two integers and then you could find you know the same thing in between every Mm -hmm. single integer so you just get wildly Mm -hmm. because it's like because it can be nine it can be nine nine it can be nine 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 it can be nine 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 it can keep going Mm -hmm. right so there's literally infinite. But then, oh, there's the really cool um, thing that we can talk about where we prove if uh, 0.999 recurring equals 1. Yeah, so that's, and, that's done with series, basically. Yeah. If you find, if you find um, well, I guess we were just taught this. Yeah. <laughs> but, so so there's, there's a formula for when you're doing a geometric series. And so when you're adding, uh, what is it, 1 over 10? No, isn't it 9 no, over no, 10 it, plus 9? It's yeah, 1 it's minus the, the sum of 1 over 10 plus 1 over 100 plus 1 over... Because right, you're, you're taking off... No, it's, oh, no, that's it, no, right. no, no, it's, that's it's right. 9 over 10 plus 9 over 100 plus 9 oh, over 1,000 plus 9 you factor out the 9. Exactly, then, yeah. you fa- exactly. Okay. then you factor that out. And then if you do the series, if you, t- t- if you take the infinite series, then you get it equals, uh, equaling one, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know if that was confusing to hear. <laughs> yeah, that was probably very confusing to hear. There is a very confusing, um, uh, what do you call it, representation of this online where uh, um, of this very in- infamous problem where x equals 0.999. And you're trying to prove that that equals one. So there's a very common misconception where you can take X is 0.999, multiply 10 on both sides, and then do some operations. No, that's that's just not how it works. Because when you're taking numbers to infinity, you can't just add numbers like that. Like that's not really how it works. So that's yeah. why this, like this very common way of doing it. So if you guys have heard of this problem, you probably know what I'm talking about. It'll probably make more sense to you. But um, if you have heard of this and have heard of this method of doing it, it's wrong. So don't do that. Use the series. It's, it's, it's a lot smarter and that's the more correct way. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it still equals, but that's just the wrong method of doing it. Yeah. I think it confuses a lot of people. That's right. And so 
quick little segue. Yeah, sorry, a quick little quick, tangent there. Oops. No, no, a quick little segue to our next oh. set of numbers. Okay. What happens when there's a number that exists in the world okay. that you can't describe as, a fraction. as the quotient of oh two numbers? What happens? Well, probably the most famous one that you know is pi oh. and e yeah. and phi as well, the golden ratio. Uh, these are called irrational numbers, quite self-explanatory. Yep. Yep. They're irrational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what this means is that uh, basically it's a number that has an infinite amount of decimal points, mm-hmm. which means you can't just take a number and divide it by another number because you will always get a finite amount of decimal points. So... Uh, one question could be like, how do how could those numbers even exist in nature, right? Like, mm. how could you even? I, I think we've spoken about this, like how we can find pi and how, especially e. E is just compounding interest. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you get when you take the limit yeah. to uh, infinity. So um, the idea behind oh, it's a live <laughs> recording. I forgot about that. This is important. <laughs> no, so you were talking about uh, finding irrational numbers in yes, nature. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so in nature, you can't really find them, but you have to find them when, so then how do you even conceptualize them? So the idea behind irrational numbers is that they're not really numbers that we're trying to find. They're just concepts. And then the number that we find applies to the concept. So pi is used when we're talking about circles, spheres, when we're talking about round things. And pi is used actually with a lot of things. <laughs> more than just round L- things. More than just round out. things. Pi is used in a lot of scenarios. But pi wasn't invented with the number in mind. Like we didn't be like 3.14, this is pi. (laughs) We got to pi and then we said that this is the number can't be explained using numbers. Can't be explained using rational numbers. Yeah. So the idea behind irrational numbers wasn't wasn't that we were trying to get the number first. What I'm trying to say was that we were trying to get the concept which led us to the number. And something that's kind of counterintuitive if you're thinking about irrational numbers you probably think okay if you imagine the number line and you imagine every single rational number on the number line you probably think that the irrational numbers are kind of peppered in mm-hmm. here and there, here and there. Uh, within the mm-hmm. within the real number line but turns out in the vast ocean in the vast ocean of irrational numbers you will find very few rational numbers actually mm-hmm. floating around because it turns out that there are infinitely more irrational numbers than there are rational numbers. That's pretty insane, man. It I is, think that's pretty insane. It is pretty insane. Like, like that, that's crazy because rational makes so much more sense because they're infinite numbers. Yeah. Right? That So wouldn't there be infinite combinations of numbers that we can make? But turns out, nope. One way you can think about this, imagine pi. Mm-hmm. Pi has, as I said, an infinite amount of decimal points. Now take one of those decimal points and change it for a different number. That is another irrational number, right? But all you took was one number out of the infinite uh, expansion of Of pi pi. and changed it and got a different one. Now just take... So that number that we constructed is already... Yeah, so there are literally infinite <laughs> numbers 
that we can change right. from one to nine, basically, and in the whole thing of pi. Right, and that's just for pi. And that's just for pi. Now that's imagine, just for pi. imagine pi plus one, pi plus, plus two. two. They're all, yeah. The, you know, you can add any rational number to pi and they will come out as irrational, an irrational, irrational number. number. So, yes, irrational numbers are very important. Very they're they're important. also called very tra- transcendental too. numbers, I'm pretty sure. Transcendental? I've heard that before. I'm pretty yeah, sure that I've just means it's, that it's just infinite mm-hmm. in uh, not size, but length, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so, yeah, importance, circles, circles, uh, circles compounding, really interest. compounding interest. Whenever you're talking about uh, exponentials, you are automatically talking about E. Mm-hmm. And one kind of philosophical question that you can ask is why, like, why do like these these um, foundational concepts in math involve these infinite irrational numbers? That's like, interesting. Like, why why is the the you know the the, the radius uh, compared to the diameter whatever of a circle? is un like you can't write it out you just you can't you can't say this is pi and then write it on a piece of paper you just can't do that that's true it's it's like infinity and and unthinkable numbers is just baked into the reality of our physical universe mm-hmm. which is this it's, it's it's interesting it, i mean it could be considered philosophical because i think i mean it, it's a, it's definitely an interesting thing to talk about yeah. like why is it why are there yeah, yeah that is it that's a very interesting thing mm-hmm. i mean like there's equal chance that e didn't have to be irrational like it could have been rational it could have but you know we just have it actually, that it's not well actually well, again i mean by the way we define it yeah it couldn't no. i know i know i know but like what i'm trying to say is that these numbers need not have to be ra- irrational but like it's it's interesting that they are and it kind of, i think it kind of gives it gives a spice to the universe. It gives a little... I mean, yeah. not that the universe isn't interesting, but it makes it even a little bit more interesting yeah, and with these irrational numbers being so important. And very so mysterious. Yeah. Um, I was going to say... I don't know. I forget. Anyways, <laughs> anyways if, if all of those numbers weren't mm. enough, 1843 oh. comes around. <laughs> big year, big year. Um, William Rowan Hamilton was the originator of this uh this this number mm-hmm. or this set of numbers it's called the imaginary numbers oh, or the, the, the complex imagine. numbers so these these numbers aren't taught uh to well yeah high, it, is, high it is i was taught i, mean, I, I was taught uh, in high yeah. school I, I didn't learn them in high school i i knew what they were from youtube and yeah other, i guess so. other things like that but the reason why you know, not everybody knows about imaginary numbers is because they're very mystical and mm-hmm. unimaginable. Really, you say you say it's it's a number that doesn't exist. It was defined. The imaginary numbers were defined because they weren't defined. <laughs> so we said, you know what, this number doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So let's just say it exists. Yeah. We'll assign this value that just can't be found. We'll just assign it to the letter i and then we'll use it and we'll play around with it and see what happens turns so, out yeah yeah turns out very important mm-hmm. Go ahead. so what <laughs> is the value well of i for probably people that i don't know if i mean if you know it that's awesome 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so i is uh, represented as a square root of negative one. Now we don't really know a square root of negative because nothing squared gives us a negative number. Right. So if you take a positive number, you multiply it by itself, you get a positive number. Yeah. If you take a negative number, multiply, multiply it by itself, itself, you get a positive number. So if you take a square root of a positive number, right, the the original value can be positive or, or negative, negative, right? Because mm-hmm. because either way, the negative sign goes away. So if you take the square root of 81, it could be plus or minus 9. But yeah. what number times itself gives, gives you a negative, you a negative number. number? What? That's insane. It ju- it's There's just no not, number. by definition, it doesn't exist. It ju- it's just exist. not defined. And so what we did is we said... Well, not we. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, mean we, I, I wish we. What, I wish we. That would have been cool. What happened is that they said, okay, let's just take the square root of negative one and call it I. So I, I, I guess the idea basically was like, hey, listen, this doesn't work. So let's invent a system for it. So yeah. because negative, so for example, square root of negative 16, what would that be? I mean, if you would know complex numbers, 4i. How would you do that? Taking, factoring out the negative one. But the idea of doing that is like, where could it be useful? Where is i useful? So i is useful a lot in in engineering, mm-hmm. right? I don't actually know how though. Do you know how? Because I'm not in engineering. It's, it's, but I know it's, because use... every time I heard about i, all the teachers are like, it's so useful in engineering and a lot of, architect uh architecture and stuff like that and i'm like okay i know it's used in electrical engineering because of the whole e to the pi i thing mm-hmm. oh sorry not, not architecture electrical that makes yeah, more sense sorry. electrical, electrical makes more sense yeah um yes i was gonna say that uh if you square i you get negative one so oh, that's the whole yeah. That's the whole shtick with I. <laughs> That's the shtick. Is that when you square it, you get a negative number. So uh, what happens is that when you have, let's say, a Cartesian plane, on the x-axis you have the real numbers, and on the y-axis you have the imaginary numbers. So you write one unit in the in the real numbers is one, and one unit in the imaginary numbers is the, the well, it's I. Well, it's I. the square root of negative one. And so you can create vectors with uh these points on that plane and so just take into consideration the real numbers if you're looking at a vector in in two or any amount of dimensions you can calculate its length by taking the square root of the sum of the squares of each component and if you don't know what i'm talking about right now it's just pythagorean theorem but you know, you, you just got to go through the steps to <laughs> that. It's just a fact. That's how you, that's how you find the length of, of a vector. Of a vector. Okay? Yeah. But if you're trying to find the length of an imaginary vector, a complex vector, let's say it's, it's one plus I. So it's, it's got a 45 degree angle and you're trying to find the length of it. What happens is that when you take, have you helped them visualize the, the plane though? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. The X axis yeah. and the I axis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you're looking for the length, what happens is that if you take the square root of the sum of the squares of the components, right? The second component, when you square it, you will get a negative number. And so what happens is that I I say what happens (laughs) a lot, (laughs) but so 
It doesn't actually have following <laughs> following. <laughs> following from this last conclusion. Um, it, it doesn't work. You can't find the length of a complex vector using Pythagorean theorem. What happens? I apologize. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the you need a conjugate. What is a conjugate? Okay. I will, I will let you know. So if you have a real part and an imaginary part to your vector, uh, the conjugate is just negating the imaginary part. So mm -hmm. let's say you have 1 plus i. The conjugate is going to be 1 minus i. And what happens, not what happens, I say that mm. too much. <laughs> well, first, let me say one thing. Uh, yeah. The conjugate doesn't only necessarily apply to complex numbers. It applies to, well, technically anything. Because so, yeah. like A plus B, any A oh, yeah. plus B. Yeah, that's so uh, the conjugate of two numbers. So if you have a number A and you have a number B, you have A plus B. The conjugate would be A plus B into A minus B. So you're multiplying by... Uh, the first term subtracting the second. Why? Because what do you get? A plus B into A minus B equals A squared minus B squared. So basically it takes that A plus B and it makes it into something simpler. So this is really useful when you have square roots and usually with the like rational polynomial equation calculations and stuff, you usually multiply and divide by the conjugate and stuff like that mm -hmm. to, you know, rationalize it. Mm -hmm. So that's usually when you use it. So conjugation doesn't only apply in yeah. complex numbers, but it's very useful. In complex numbers right, and he's right. going to tell you how the reason why it's very useful yeah. is because like i said when you multiply i by itself you get a negative but what you're looking for is a positive because you're looking to add the squares and then take the square root so if you want to add the squares you throw a negative sign right and that's where the conjugate comes mm -hmm. in you throw a negative sign in front of the second i and then when you multiply it by itself, the i turns into a negative one, and then the negative cancels out the negative, and then it, it turns out you, you, what you're doing is you're just trying to get rid of the i, so you're yeah. adding the 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 real part plus just the amount mm -hmm. of units of i. Again, basically you're trying to get rid of that square root, so you're trying to square it is basically what you're trying to do. So the a complex number, I think Parker already said, like one plus i, for example, has the formula uh, has the formula you can say of a plus b i and we can, we can talk more about this where a would be one one number b would be another number i would be the imaginary so in the case of when parker said one plus i a was one and b was also one so yeah. it was one plus one i that yeah. was basically the scenario yeah so taking one plus one i and if we multiply that by one minus one i what we get is a squared minus b squared so we get one minus i squared but then i squared is just negative one right so then we get two because it's Squares, one plus one and then square and, rooted. Then, and then square root and then square root which is actually the length of a vector that is one yeah. one one in the x and y direction interestingly enough yeah. i was yeah, gonna you have say to square root yeah I, I, for, <laughs> I forgot to say when we were explaining uh why i is so is so weird and mystical uh, i was gonna say a, a way to envision what i means is uh imagine a quadratic equation i'm assuming our listeners know what a quadratic like a equation parabola is, right? on a, a graph a parabola you know so when the parabola intersects the x-axis you can solve the quadratic equation to find the roots now a quadratic equation usually has either one root 
two roots or zero roots. Just a reminder, uh, quadratic equation. Again, if you do not know, it's ax squared plus bx plus c, where x is your dependent variable. A, B, C are just three coefficients that you have mm -hmm. and that's your form that's your formula mm -hmm. that you're trying to find x for so when when your parabola doesn't have any roots mm -hmm. it's because it doesn't intersect the x-axis it can either be strictly this positive yeah. or strictly negative mm -hmm. what happened because Damn. Uh, wait, okay <laughs> no, no no go ahead uh, again uh so what he's trying to say is imagine like a parabola if this is your graph imagine the parabola just here right <laughs> yeah if it's here it doesn't intersect the x-axis or if it's here it doesn't intersect the x-axis whatsoever and again for when i'm saying here again for the spotify <laughs> listeners i guess it, it would be a lot harder yeah. to visualize what i'm saying because it is a video so i'm kind of assuming that people are going to be on the video but again for the spotify listeners is just imagine an x-axis and the parabola just concave upwards and over the x-axis so it just does not intersect it whatsoever yeah. and so yeah, when you do the quadratic equation you might notice that there's a square root in there. Oh. And you might notice that when you solve the quadratic equation and you get a negative, right, that when the determinant is negative in the quadratic equation, you just, you stop there and you say no roots. What, what is the determinant? So the, people the, the determinant explain. is, yeah. are the terms under the square root. So it's Which b is? squared minus 4ac. And so, b, a, c are just your coefficients. Right, that Ray mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. So... Uh, now, because we defined i, mm -hmm. every Very single easy. parabola has roots. Yeah. Because, because you can say it's, right, it's minus b plus or minus i times whatever, right, the, the, the positive, mm -hmm. or not the positive, but just the, 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 the number next to i. Taking out the negative, taking out the negative, <laughs> yeah. yeah, factoring out the negative. Um, yeah. So, yeah. every, every, every parabola has um, roots either two real roots one real root or one imaginary or, root or two imaginary one imaginary root or two imaginary roots no no they both always have to have two so it's either two real roots one real root one imaginary really? one yeah and then yeah because they always have to it's a parabola it's quadratic but how are the how is there one real and one imaginary oh yeah that doesn't even work that, that, what, that work. wouldn't even work that, that wouldn't work. even work sorry oh wait that no. wouldn't even work no, they would both wouldn't. be the same because it, be it would be, it would be zero it would be equal. zero under the square root no no no. if it, no 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 if it it the only way that there can be one real is if they're equal no, like if it hits yeah, it yeah. Like this. but I'm talking about in the quadratic equation. That's when the determinant is zero, right? Oh, if the determinant is zero, yeah. Right? Hello, everybody. <laughs> okay. So, so the video actually cut out. We're sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I guess you guys Technical didn't have you guys didn't have to experience the phone call that we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, basically, yeah, you would have already heard everything. Yeah, we're yeah, just gonna so we're, we're just gonna put a black screen for when uh, when it cut out but yeah. yeah we're back now hopefully yeah so, i think we're good so i don't even remember what i was talking oh yeah we're talking about roots so roots so there's either two real yes two, two real, real one roots. real or two imaginary yeah and, but again the one real will be one real when they're equal right. or the zero yeah. or the zero yeah yeah okay. that's right that makes sense um so the importance of imaginary numbers. The importance of imaginary numbers. Quantum mechanics. I don't think we can get into that right now. Oh, <laughs> oh they're so important in quantum mechanics. Okay, so wait. 
Uh, do we have enough time? No, we don't. <laughs> We're almost oh, at 40 minutes. <laughs> wait, why did you bring it up? It's Oh, no, we, there's we, so much no, to talk we, about. No, we can record Quantum Mechanics Part 2 and talk about And then we can talk numbers. about imaginary numbers. Okay, well, this is a big suspense because, I, yeah. I mean, I already know what I want to talk about now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very useful in quantum mechanics because quantum mechanics heavily depends on imaginary numbers. Yeah. Everything is complex. That's right. Right. Yeah. So we are pulling up to almost 40 minutes now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's okay. It was a live a live recording. Again, yeah. uh, for the viewers, we do apologize. Um, I I don't really know. I think the video has a cap on how long it records or something. Um, so we're sorry for the black screen or the thumbnail. Yeah. We might just put our thumbnail <laughs> for a bit. So let's see. Um, um, yep. That's, so that's it. Thank you for tuning in to our very first live podcast. Yep. Um, this was episode... 28 27 27 yeah black pen red pen was 26 right let me just double check yeah black pen red pen was 26 yeah this is okay. 27 episode this is episode 27 this is episode 27 so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed our little discussion on numbers yep. i hope you learned something um we can probably have another one because i think numbers we can also kind of extend into we can talk about planes oh, and yeah. we can talk about oh we didn't talk about vectors we didn't talk about vectors we didn't talk about uh ordered pairs yeah. we didn't talk about planes we can talk about like okay maybe okay maybe that maybe space time is a little different <laughs> i was thinking of like coordinate systems yeah yeah but but we can talk about a lot of things when it comes to numbers definitely so yeah we, we have a lot to yeah. talk about so make sure to Follow the yep. podcast on Spotify or Apple wherever, or, or Google. I don't. I think we have like one Google listener. No, so. we have a few Google listeners. Really? We have five, four, four to five percent of our listeners are on oh, Google really? Podcasts. Okay, well, well, thank That's you, true. thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Um, leave a comment. Ask some yep. questions. Right. Yep. We'll leave our email. Oh, I, I I should say some people have asked questions and um we have seen them. I I I. I don't want to like disregard them because we haven't replied to a lot of them, to all of them. So we have seen the questions. Uh, some of you have, have asked about pre-calculus videos uh, or at least the you know tips and tricks about it and stuff like that. So we have seen them. We have read them, but we, we may talk about them in a future video. But uh, just you are being recognized. So if you have more questions, <laughs> just keep shooting them. And if we find something really interesting, we might make a video like on the spot. So yeah, so. new podcast every single week. Uh, follow the Instagram. We let you guys know when the episodes are coming out, but they usually mm -hmm. come out every single Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have updates if you want to ask us questions on Spotify. I think, or not Spotify, Instagram. Yeah, I think this is dragging on a little bit. A little bit too long, <laughs> but Instagram is Math and Physics Podcast. Uh, no, go follow Math no, Physics math .podcast. Physics podcast. All right, we're ending it here. We're ending it. Thank you so much, everyone. Yes. Finally saw our faces. This was the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we will see you soon. See ya. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>